Eternity is the name of uh, Mikaisha's latest uh, single, described as a soulful and hard-hitting vocal performance with a fierce message of empowerment, self-determination, and resilience of mob. And I'm happy to say Mikaisha has just joined us on NITV Radio to explore the making of Eternity and its significance. Mikaisha, welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, Mikaisha, congratulations on uh, such a beautiful, powerful release. But before we go into our conversation exploring its making and uh, its significance, I'll first uh, start by uh, quoting what you said in the sidelines of uh, this or the release of this song. My hope is that eternity resonates as a reminder of the strength and resilience of First Nations communities during such a challenging and momentous time in Australian political history. Can you expand on this uh, statement and uh, maybe put uh, Eternity, your latest single, in its uh, historical context? Yeah, I mean, we've just had a very momentous, if we can use that word, or maybe some might describe it as traumatic uh, weekend in uh, Australia's history this past weekend. And the community, my community, has been fighting for a referendum for not just however long the Yes campaign has been happening, but decades. As I kind of was reflecting on what a referendum might mean for First Nations communities in Australia, my main medium of expressing myself and, I guess, uplifting and empowering my community is through music. And so I felt, I guess, prompted to write a song that felt like it spoke to the resilience and the strength and the beauty of my community and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Australia. And that was kind of where Eternity came from, even though over the weekend wasn't the result that a lot of First Nations people wanted. I still think that this song holds the same sentiment to me. It's that reminder of just the shoulders that we stand on, the lineages that we come from and the ancestry that we have living inside us. Yeah, it's a song celebrating the resilience of uh, your community as a whole. But uh, in particular, you say you also want to pay tribute to the powerful women, uh, Tongan and Aboriginal women in your life who've uh, played a a, a really significant uh, role uh, in uh, making who you are. Can you tell us a bit more about those uh, powerful women who have influenced uh, your life and your career? Yeah, I mean, obviously, being a young Aboriginal woman, I was really lucky to have a young Aboriginal and Tongan woman. I was really lucky to have a lot of strong auntie figures or big sister figures in my life. My mom has also been a massive pillar of strength and inspiration in my life. And so every single opportunity that I've been able, that I've been blessed with, every single piece of music that I've written has, has all been a result of the investment that these women in my communities have poured into me. I don't know, I guess now every space that I enter, I feel a responsibility to pay tribute to their contributions to my life and to those women's sacrifices that they've made for me um, throughout my entire my entire life up until now. And so, yeah, I guess it's just a reminder for me of the strength that I come from, but also just me continuously thanking those women for yeah, for their contributions in my life. I know you live between Sydney and New York where you've been studying for the last few years. What are you up to uh, in terms of your studies? 
I just graduated from my, uh, finished my undergrad in May. That was a massive weight kind of lifted off my shoulders to not be writing essays and doing exams and quizzes all the time. Um, but that whole experience just was an incredible blessing. And kind of in this season after graduating, I have just been finding my footing in life and writing music finding producers and songwriters that I like collaborating with. Um, Yeah, and just working on kind of really getting stuck into my music career and and having it something that can be sustainable for years to come. And do you see yourself staying in the United States for the next uh, stage of your career or there are plans to come back home? I think I'll be coming back home. I'm realizing, I've always known it, but I'm realizing more and more how much of a Sydney girl I am. I love New York with all of my heart and I have such a beautiful community there that I've built as well. Um, And I'd love to go back and visit as much as I can. But Sydney, I think Sydney's home for me. Yeah, true Sydney side up. And uh, one of the most iconic uh, radio stations in Sydney is Koori Radio, uh, First Nations uh, Radio that's uh, emblematic features at every community event and your father has his own program on this uh, radio station can you tell us about the influence of your father on uh, your music career i often say um i grew up on every friday night i would go into the radio station with him um and he had a hip-hop show radio show called island hopping where he would basically play island tunes from the pacific islands uh, a bit of reggae lots of hip-hop and r&b and so every week I was just literally sitting in the studio watching my, my dad MC, watching him like, you know, cue the songs up, line them up, playlist them. Um, and so that was the environment that I grew up in. And of course, at family barbecues, we always had music um, in our house. There was always, you know, a boombox play- playing some kind of music or the TV was on with MTV. Um, but I think one of the most beautiful things about that experience growing up was seeing my mom and my dad coming from different cultural backgrounds and kind of embracing each other's communities and stepping into each other's spaces. And that was kind of what I kind of took for granted growing up and like reflecting on that as a, as a young woman. Now I'm like, wow, that's really beautiful that my dad was a radio host on Korea radio and he's a Tongan man, you know, an immigrant into this country. And I just thought that was really, really gorgeous to see. So you grew up in a musical environment and uh, you're influenced by R&B and other genres that um, you encountered uh, through your work, your dad's work, listening to Korean radio and other influences through your studies, but you're carving your own path. How would you describe your music and uh, the path you're carving for yourself? I would just call it a blend of of my life. I I mean, I grew up uh, going to church with my grandma, so a lot of hymns and Tongan uh, church music that I grew up listening to. I grew up listening, obviously, watching music videos of Jessica Malboy, Alicia Keys, and Lauren Hill. So a lot of R&B influence um, from the States. And then now, as a music student, I'm consuming music of all, all sorts from all places around the world. So I, I don't know if I can pinpoint it, but it's just a blend. It's an amalgamation of all the music that I've listened to in my life. And these influences shine through your latest single, Eternity. Now, Mikaisha, before I let you go, any parting words? I just want to say, uh, sending my love to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities at the moment. 
I know that it's been a really intense, exhausting, not only weekend, but past couple of months, years, decades. And so I'm just sending strength and love to all my mob and my community. Stay strong, stay deadly, stay resilient. Mikaisha, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, especially about your latest release, Eternity. Thank you so much for having me.